Caution. The contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Well, 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 another year has come and gone, and we hope that you've enjoyed a fun, peaceful, and maybe even spectacular holiday season, and we're pleased that you're choosing to take some time to listen to us here on the Coffeehouse. This week, we're bringing you a short little delight of a podcast, and that's the history of everyone's favorite New Year's song, Old Lang Syne. And by favorite, we might just mean the most well-known. What does Old Lang Syne even mean? It kind of sounds like gibberish, doesn't it? Yeah, well, literally translated from Scottish, it does mean old long since, which still doesn't hold much meaning. No. However, a better working translation is usually quoted as for old times sake. And speaking of Scottish words, many people don't really know the lyrics to Old Lang Syne, and that's because they are old Scottish words. Now, the most famous lyrics of the song are, Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? For old lang syne, my joe, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. And that's about as far into the song as you get. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, you, you know, we just repeat that over and over again. But following that first verse and chorus, there are at least nine more verses and i'm going to put on my lesser used scottish cap here and attempt to relate to you one of the hardest to understand verses we twa he run about the braes and put the goan fine but we've wandered money a weary foot zind auld lang syne ah wonderful <laughs> i i feel like i executed that perfectly absolutely flawless <laughs> And so, just based on this, you can already tell that Auld Lang Syne is a bit of a conundrum of a song. And maybe it's a really old song that's been passed down by word of mouth, and so in the old times it made more sense. Or maybe it's actually a newer, original composition. So the person who you'll see most attached to the lyrics is Robert Burns, a Scottish poet living during the 18th century. And in the late 1700s, he apparently wrote down the words to the poem Auld Lang Syne and submitted them to the Scots Musical Museum. Now, this gives credit to the fact that Auld Lang Syne is actually a very ancient song. However, Robert Burns was a very accomplished Scottish poet who typically did write about Scottish rural life and traditions. And there's really no conclusive proof that this song did exist before him. So it could actually just be one of his creations that he made up a backstory for. But regardless of Burns actually created these words or just decided to write them down, he made sure to not alter the Scottish vernacular. And in this, in doing so, 
The words force the singers to sing as though they've been out partying with their best of friends. <laughs> it could be intentional on Byrne's part that these words just don't make a whole lot of sense. So another author, James Longbach, wrote that Burns, quote, craved confusion each time the new year comes again. Though it's almost like a perpetual joke that Burns has been playing on the world for over 200 years, and we fell for it. But how did we fall for it? How did this obscure Scottish song become an American staple? Well... For that, we have to thank Guy Lombardo, the last great dance band leader. Starting in 1929, Guy Lombardo was the host of a New Year's Eve program, the first of its kind on radio and later on television. One might assume that Lombardo had traced through music history to find the perfect song that conjured up happy times from the past year and brought friends together. But actually there was very little thought into how well the piece worked for the New Year's program. In Lombardo's own words, quote, Old Lang Syne is our theme song and was long before anyone ever heard us on the radio. So year after year, the song was broadcast to the entire country on New Year's Eve, and eventually it just wormed its way into our hearts and into our culture as a New Year's staple. And since people like to honor traditions around this holiday time, it doesn't seem like this old Scottish song is going anywhere anytime soon. So thank you for joining us here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. And you're, we're very pleased that you decided to spend a little bit of your holiday with us. And now you can go impress people at your New Year's party with your Auld Lang Syne trivia. I will not be able to impress anybody at my New Year's party with Auld Lang Syne trivia because my New Year's party includes you, who helped <laughs> write this whole episode. Well, you'll have to do your own research for new trivia then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. So if you've enjoyed this past year that you've spent listening to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast, and maybe if you've discovered some friends that also like classical music, we would love if you would share the Coffeehouse with them and like and review us on Facebook and iTunes and Google Play. And most of all, have a very safe and happy New Year's. For the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. The versions of Auld Lang Syne for Wind Ensemble, Solo Piano, and Jazz Band were performed by the United States Marine Band, Allison Allum, and Le Du Love Orchestra, respectively. You can subscribe to The Coffee House on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. Happy New Year, everyone.